Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, I so I know we're we're doing a video this, which is kind of weird because I don't I don't mind being photographed, but it's not like my favorite thing. I didn't think about it until you just mentioned it. <laughs> where, and they say never look at the camera. Where are the cameras? <laughs> so I just wanted before we actually start the show. I just wanted to say, so last night, well, almost every night, the last couple of weeks, we do something that we normally don't do. So we're big at eating dinner at my family's, at our house, at the dinner table. It's like a big thing for me. Like we're eating at the dinner table. So this week I've been making an exception so we can watch holiday movies over dinner. So that's kind of been our thing. And I go, well, go check out Amazon. So we have like Amazon Prime and you know, you pay a little bit extra for this. I can't find anything on there that I like and none of my kids, unless you have to pay extra for it. Oh, so it's really? Like, oh. oh yeah. Well, that's the problem with Prime is yeah. they show you everything. I think iTunes is It's like not- a giant teaser like, and you pay for it. It's not like- Oh, here, no, that's just the add-on though. You're paying for the, the, sh- the free shipping and then this is, you know, quote the add-on. Yeah, but it's like a bonus. Like, oh, you know, I'll go ahead and become a member and pay all this, you know, the, whatever it is, the membership. I actually, honestly, I don't do it. My wife takes care of it. Yeah. But I'm like, someone's paying for this. And so, I mean, it's coming yeah, out of my again, pocket. Yeah, but again, it's not just the video. It's not, they're not paying just for the video service or the music service. But it's like, we were excited oh, yeah. when we, a couple of years ago, we got it on this, you know, got the smart TV and had Amazon on it. And, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. This, and I, and there's nothing for the whole family to watch. There's a couple things that I can watch, but for the most part, do you have Netflix? Uh, yeah. Okay. I love. I have mm. only. I have been a Netflix fan since the old days when they came through the mail. My mother-in-law, she gave it to us as a gift. I'm like, what do I need this for? I'm, I'm like Mr. Blockbuster. You know, every single Friday, I was right there in line with everybody else getting videos. And all of a sudden, now I don't even have to leave my house. <clears throat> it just comes in the in the in the mailbox. I uh, <laughs> on Twitter, I followed the last blockbuster blockbuster video that's still in existence. I th- so because they're I. funny. They, oh, but you, I you follow it just them too? This year? No, no, they're still there. I can't. Remember. Well, they're still tweeting. I just saw a tweet from them a little while ago. It was something about uh, during the holiday party. Who do you think is going to throw up in the return slot? I think was their last tweet. And I don't know. I don't know their the characters in their store well enough to know. So I. I well, I don't. You, I was kind of dis. I was such a blockbuster like blockbuster fan. was terrible though. I mean, you know, it was, it was such a typical chain American chain and. But I like- catering, catering to the lowest common denominator. <laughs> they had shelves and huge, these, these were big places with shelf after shelf of movies. And but what, it was fun. what was on the shelf? DVDs. No, no. There was like one movie that would be three shelves. Oh, right. I hated that. The depth, the depth of their catalog was awful. And it, you know, it didn't start off awful, but no. it got worse over time. And small independent video stores were way better. They had much more depth. You could go in there and find something you had no idea yeah, even don't existed. Get me wrong. I had an independent store that I went to for years, but when we moved to Phoenix, there just was none around. You not know, any I, good I, ones. I don't cry for Blockbuster. Blockbuster killed itself. Because <laughs> I actually, but when it I was, disappeared, the independent stores disappeared. 
uh, oh, maybe no, they, five years later. No, no, they killed the independents. Uh, like anything, you know, when Amazon dies, is you know, Amazon will have killed all the independents before it dies. Oh, that's true. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I have been with Netflix for so long that I actually had the opportunity to switch from Netflix to Blockbuster because in one of its not, I won't, I won't call it the last last ditch efforts, but at some point, Blockbuster came out with its competing mail service to compete against uh, Netflix for, for mailing you movie discs, DVDs. And it was cheaper and you got much yeah. more. It was, see, here was the thing. When I switched, I don't remember what the price was, but I was getting, I think, three DVDs at a time you could have out or two or three. Blockbuster gave you more. They also allowed you to return at the store so you could get another disc more quickly. And on top of that, they gave you, I don't remember, I think it was two free video game rentals a month. And I was, I was all for that. And then slowly they started peeling those things back. First, the games went away. Then the returning to the store went away for some reason. And then they raised their price. And, and it was like, oh, well, then now, now you're, you, now you're, Redbox you're, took over. you're, you're worse, <laughs> you're worse than Netflix. So I went back to Netflix and Red, I've done Redbox a couple of times. I don't know why. I just, I just don't find, I don't find that compelling. Well, the thing is, it's just kind of a, I know this sounds lame, but I, want to do stuff with the kids so like Friday night will come around like do you want to watch a movie and they're like oh I can't find anything except on Amazon you know for like 30 bucks a rental I'm oh, exaggerating man. but it feels like they're charging an arm and leg to watch I'm like let's just go down to the red box and you guys can pick out what you want and we'll have you know and we can watch it over and over because the kids like to watch stuff over and over again you, you don't keep the discs from Redbox, though. Yeah, but you can keep it for a couple of days. <laughs> okay, I know, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why. I, I, it's just anathema to me, the idea of renting a digital movie. Um, it shouldn't be because it's easier. Yeah. But I don't like, I just don't like it. <laughs> There's no, Do you own lots of DVDs? I have, no, not a lot of DVDs. Um, I, I have like 200 DVDs at my I, house. I ripped a few before I sold them. So I have, oh. I have a lot of uh, media files of legal? movies. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's legal to make a copy for your own use. I don't know where the but line. Once you sell it, is well, now I don't legal? know. I think I think you I think you cross the line. I there. don't know because I will tell you most of the my people, music. Most of the people I know have massive movie collections, none of which they paid for. Shame this is on very them. common. I have a friend that's constantly sending me bootlegs, bootleg music, bootleg. Loves sending me bootleg books, and I tell him, I'm like, I'm not going to read it stop sending it to me. He's like, oh man, I, I got it totally free. And he explained, I don't even, I don't, I don't want to know. Don't tell I, you know, me. I, I tried getting a bootleg version of a book one time. Uh, and it was cause I was so disgusted with still having to pay dead authors, you know, 10 bucks uh, for an Amazon book, which I think is stupid. You're right. But I will what, tell what, you once what, the author's dead, after a couple of years, I'm like, eh. well, what made it worse <laughs> was that the punctuation, I can't remember what was it. I think it was Isaac Asimov, who was the other big writer? Maybe uh, who did the Foundation series? Was that Asimov? God, I'm feel, I feel really guy. dumb now. But I think it was Asimov. Whoever did the Foundation series, I you know there's a it's a series of books, and like the third or fourth by the third or fourth version, digital version, the digital version started having punctuation and spelling mistakes. It's like How, this wasn't the mean? final version. I don't. I'm reading. That's the weirdest the thing. Ten bucks I paid Amazon for this, and it's got it's got you know clear mistakes. So I said, you know, if I'm I'm, I don't know why I'm paying a dead author for a digital copy, and I don't know why I'm paying for a, a crummy died? digital. Don't you feel like you owe a little, no, should be paying at no, least for a few uh, years well, because the family and, I mean, that's I the have, whole point of working hard is that maybe you can leave something 
small for your kids. And if you're a writer, you're like, okay, cool. At least my children can have some type of income from my work. So you're suggesting writers work hard. (laughs) That's a joke. No, but some authors work very hard. But the thing is, yeah, and they may not work hard at all, but they had to use their brain and the the whole point of writing is to document something that your mind has come up with. So, for example, is um, say I were to write a story about traveling through Arizona. I actually have to do the traveling or I have to. Or I have a good imagination. But the thing is, don't you think the best writers, generally speaking, but I could be wrong, but generally speaking, have some experience somewhere else to get to the point where they got to writing? Whether it's sitting in a college class or actually doing something. I mean, look at all, like, Ernest Hemingway. Look at all the stuff he did and then wrote about it. He didn't just write about it. I think it might be. I, I, I think it's different for a lot of different writers. I think you have every every spectrum for great writers. They can be people who live the life that they write about. They can be people who have no connection whatsoever but did a lot of reading or just have a, a vivid imagination. I think it covers a broad spectrum. So, I, But even so, I don't really care. Um, and I think I have a fairly unpopular opinion on copyright. First of all, you have to stop, start with the idea that both copyright and patent, these are intellectual property. Yeah, right. That's the whole point. Intellectual though. property is not property. It's ideas in your head, right? You can't really protect ideas. Once you share an idea, it's out there. And you, in, you know, I, once I give you an idea, I don't say you can't think that idea anymore. So there's, there's this really weird idea that that stuff is property. It's not property. And but it gets confused. The, the reason behind it, though. I understand that, but people don't. And it's been completely... Well, let's just make clear It's been completely borked. From. Okay, no, 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 no. I, 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 you talked. Now I'm talking. <laughs> no, no, you know what? I have my idea. So you tell me what you, you, what you so got. The whole point of intellectual property or copyright is to encourage people to keep thinking and keep working toward improving either the humanity or whatever. That is exactly right. But to encourage them to do it, you say, hey, look at, come up with something really cool, a great idea that we can all use. And guess what? We'll let you make money off of it for the rest of your life. That encourages people well, the to rest of your life seems buckle a little down excessive. and get it done. Because previous to that concept, people are like, hmm, what the hell, why should I do it? Why should I put the work no, in? People, I think people are driven especially creative types there you can't stop them invention? let me let me finish okay i'm just i'm just make, making that counterpoint now i'm going to back up a little bit further i'm going to start i'm going to start with patents because patents are really weird when you think about it in order to get a patent you have to detail your invention so that someone else can understand what you're doing and you have to share that with the entire world as soon as you file a patent right you can go online and on, look on the, uh, on the newest patents that have been filed and you can see exactly step by step how this thing works now in the old days, if if you gave that those drawings and, and that description to the government, the government would say, "Great, we'll we'll give you a patent on this for seven years. No one else gets to copy this. After that, you know, it's fair game." <laughs> and so you got to stop and think about what was the real purpose of a patent of the patent system? Is it to protect intellectual property? No, it's not. It's to share intellectual property so that society can build on the components but that have come have before. Let me finish. That's exactly. So as a carrot, they put out that, oh, we'll give you we'll give you a little bit of protection in return for full documentation, which, you know, it it's not that much of a trade-off because once someone buys your product, they can tear it apart and figure it. Generally, not always, but generally figure out how it works. But still, patent the patent office is an amazing resource for invention. No, no, I, I, it's, I, so, I've had and, time to investigate and, things, and it's really fun to check out yeah. past or even recent patents 
of course you can't use it, but it's interesting to yeah. look at it and maybe get your own ideas. Now it's been bastardized terribly. And the idea now is to protect the ideas, not to have them distributed. So the, the, the once long ago, seven year rule is long gone and you can basically renew patents. I don't know what it is, but let's assume because of the way the laws keep getting rewritten, it's almost perpetual now. And copyright is even worse and even more ridiculous because well, the primary offender here is Disney. What is exactly what I was thinking. Were you thinking of Steam Steamboat Willie? Well, among other things, that's just one. That's exactly that's what I was thinking tip. the whole time. I was like, okay, so he's we're going to lead into Steamboat <laughs> Willie. So that pat or that copyright Steamboat Steam Willie like four years ago. Describe Steamboat Willie for our audience because okay, so the black, kids won't know. It's black and white, and it's basically a a dog that has big ears that looks like a mouse that mouse is called mickey mouse and he's sitting there with you know with his whistling they did have this whole movie about basically mickey mouse the copyright or whatever they have protection on it expired oh well, years no, ago. i thought you were talking about the fact that mickey mouse is a ripoff of is i don't remember his steam but willie but mickey mouse is a ripoff Right. He, he's a ripoff of all the cartoons out of the thir- 20s and 30s that were dogs and cats. He basically was a cat or a dog with round ears. I mean, right. So what Disney did to be kind of tricky about keeping that to themselves, they said, OK, so that expired. But what we're going to do is we're going to use this little excerpt right here from the cartoon and we're going to use it as our new logo for a classic. Mm-hmm. So now you can't want, you can't show the whole film. You have to leave that one little, the most important part of it out because now it's a logo and the, the whole thing starts all over again for the next, what's it, 75 well, years? Well, here's the thing. Years? Disney has, has um, worked with Congress, basically bought Congress year after year after year to keep extending the copyright. So Mickey Mouse, again, this is why I'm calling it perpetual. There are limits on these things. Every time a limit was about to come out, come up where Mickey Mouse would, would lose his copyright protection, Congress would just magically decide to pass a new law extending copyright for no other reason to protect Mickey Mouse. Which is more ironic. Which is more which is still a good company overall. I'm not finished. <laughs> which is more ironic. It's more ironic because Disney's all of their original content, quote, original content, their early content is all from the public domain, which you can't do now. Grimm's Fairy Tales is the foundation of all their work. No, and I know. And you can't use Disney's material to make a foundation for your own new work. So they are really hampering creative work. And what are they doing now? What is Disney bringing us now? Marvel and Star Wars? These are properties that are a little bit past their prime, I would say. <laughs> well, you know what really... Let me just say, as a caveat, I actually I still like Disney. I think overall it's a generally a good company. When when I send my kids somewhere, if it's Disney kind of oriented, I'm like, okay, I don't have to worry too much about it uh, versus some other distributors out there. The whole thing with Disney is they have like this secret society that hides all their, their dark, the dark oh. side of well, like, everybody does that song of the South. Um, there's a video I was searching for years. I finally found a copy of it in London. I tried to contact the guy so I could get a copy of it. Disney did a whole thing on Hitler one time and Disney has been going crazy for the last 40 years pulling every single copy that somehow rises to the top and somebody I know the same conversation I'm having with you I had with them they were because they worked for Disney and they said to me um yeah Eisner 
Is it Eisner, right? Yeah, I think he's, I don't know if he's the current one or the previous, no, but no, he's, he's, he's from a while he, ago. Oh, is he? Okay. So she had become friends with Eisner and they were having this similar conversation. He goes, would you like to see it? And she said, yes. And I said to her, so did you see it? She goes, I can't tell you. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, that's, or she'd like, have to kill you? She, my, she makes, she's like me. She likes to keep her promises. And so uh, that's, that's what she told me. But I, just the fact that, that's such a tease. <laughs> I know. But can you believe? It? I mean, I, I've been wanting to see this video. I've, I've always wanted to see Song of the South also. Have you ever seen it all the way through? Is. Other than the little excerpts? I haven't seen I don't think I know anything about it. Okay, so it's um, it's one, it's like Mary Poppins. You remember uh, the whole scene where they did the cartoon dancing with Dick Van Dyke? Okay, there is a scene where they mix real footage with cartoons, you know, live. So basically, Song of the South is uh, a black man it's really strange because he's friends with with white people and it doesn't seem like a big issue other than the fact that he's portrayed in like how a lot of African Americans were portrayed in the 20s and 30s you know uneducated um, kind of like a hick but on the other hand he was the nicest guy in the story everybody loved him and I, I don't quite get the problem with it but a lot of people marked it as a offensive well, yes. In, insensitive? In, yes. And so other than Dippity Doodah, which is the song that came out of that film, you don't really know anything about it. And what was so crazy is what really sparked my interest in this film from the beginning was when I was young, they built this whole ride called Splash Mountain. And I went on it and I'm like, I'm looking around on this little boat, you know, I'm waiting for the big fall and I'm looking around I'm like oh my god I'm, I'm in Song of the South the movie that they don't, don't let anybody have a copy of they made a whole ride out of and I guess eventually with the, the climate that we've had in the last few years they finally that Nick they, they're tearing it apart so while Disney is closed right now for a pandemic oh. they're tearing it down they're going to keep that a secret ah, we made a mistake I can't believe we, I can't believe they did it Unbelievable. So, uh, just to <laughs> wrap up on the conquer, so I, I have no, no. I have a fairly, I think, unpopular opinion. Uh, I don't know what we should do with patents. I think we should have different types of patents: software patents, design patents, mechanical patents. Need to be looked at again and and redefined because because anything related to uh, computer programming should probably have a shorter patent period because a lot of things that you would want to patent for a computer program are going to be obsolete in a few years. I'm thinking about a seven-year-old phone is <laughs> there's nothing from a seven-year-old phone that is valid today. So maybe you a three or four year patent. I don't know. I'm just stipulating uh, you're that we a probably designer need to. and I've been involved in manufacturing. And so between the two of us that we have a lot of opinion that we should do a whole show about but uh, I want to get back to the film. Well, okay, okay. No, no, one more thing, just yes. to, just to finish off my copyright. As I keep saying, my the the I, I think the unpopular opinion I'm going to have is for copyright, for regular copyright for books and music and whatnot, twenty years from date of publication. I think I think that's fair. Okay, but, that's yeah, fine. I think that's fair. But that's that's surprising. Most people will say to the life of the author, which is I'm be willing to uh, to entertain. Well, no, but I, I thought you were talking about tech. No, 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 I, I say co- I, when I switch over copyright. You're not listening to me. I said for copyright, like in <laughs> books and music, which is what I said, this is, uh, it should be uh, 20 years. I'm easily distracted, James. By your own thoughts? Yes. Okay. <laughs> hey, before we start, you always say something to me in the morning. Do I? What are you talking about? You say, 
Good morning, Christopher. <laughs> oh, well, I've stopped you missed it. You, you well, you don't even give me a chance because I don't. you want to. I'm st- sorry. Good morning, Christopher. Good morning, James. How was your week? <laughs> I just have one question for you. Now that we've started, where the heck is my coffee? I was thinking the exact same thing <laughs> when you said before we start. I'm thinking, wait a second. We were so busy with all this nonsense <laughs> that you never asked for any coffee. Well, let's take a quick break. Okay. Let's get some coffee and then continue in a minute. Wow. Good luck with that. (laughs) Thanks a lot, James. So I just really want to quickly tell you about a product that I use at my house. It's it's called Perfection Floor Tile. It's a do-it-yourself product. So it's great right now because you can do it at your own home, at your own time. You don't have to wait for a contractor. It just kind of locks together. It's this beautiful square vinyl tile. And what's great about it, it's a little bit softer than most tiles. So it's really great on your feet, especially if you're a guy like me who sits on the phone at work all day or in his home office pacing back and forth. Um, You can find it all kinds of places. It's available at hardware stores and home improvement stores. It's Perfection Floor Tile. Go ahead and check it out. It's absolutely beautiful. So I don't know what it is, but what whenever I have a, a cup of coffee, I, I don't know what it, I just, I feel relaxed. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's not the coffee because after the coffee, I'm like, oh my God, let's get going. But when I first get the coffee and I'm holding the hot cup in my hand, I just like, <sighs> well, you have something in, in your life that's good now, <laughs> at least for the next few minutes. So yeah, the, the listeners can't, but on my mug. James always gives me a big, huge A. Now, there's no one in his household that has an A. And James has an A on his cup. So I'm wondering if we're just two A's. Oh, we are two. <laughs> there it goes. Does, does coffee give you any uh, relief? I no, mean, I think it does relax me. It's it's a ritual, right? It's uh, like, I'm, I'm not sure you'd call it comfort food, but it gives you, it's a... I don't know. It's nice. And I, I never consider myself a coffee drinker, but every single morning I think, I think I'm going to make a cup of coffee. <laughs> How many cups of coffee do you have during the day? So I use coffee like a drug. So It is a drug. I basically wake up in the morning and I don't even really think about it. I go straight to the coffee machine and it has nothing to do with the fact that I want the coffee I actually make it so that my wife and I can actually sit down for like a minute before I don't see her for the rest of the day and have like three words with each other before we do our thing. And so that's the part of the coffee that I really like. But you asked how many cups I drink. So through my day, because of my lack of sleep, every now and then I'm like, you know, I need a little pick me up. And I have choice one, candy, which goes straight to my belly because I'm a big sugar eater, or I can do coffee. Now, I love, as you know, I dump tons of sugar in my coffee in the morning, but what you might not know is for the rest of the day when I drink coffee, there's no sugar in it. Good. Is there is there cream? There is a little bit, but it's not the same. I don't drink it black like you, not man style. I still drink it girly. <laughs> Again, I don't think this is a gender issue. This is not a gender issue. <laughs> this, is, this is a respect, as I said last oh, episode, right. it's a respect for the beverage. So we were just talking about 
film, at least I was kind of talking about the the drudgery, is that a word, of Amazon and dealing with going through all that video and uh, all those video previews that they have and finding absolutely nothing that I want to watch. Mm. It's like back in the days when people paid for cable of like 400 channels of crap to choose from. <laughs> I just... I remember thinking years ago when they finally added sound channels. Remember they had like classical music. Oh, yeah. have that? Dude, uh, I don't know. They have like, cla- you know, have your jazz. Well, the jazz was great because during the, ho- you could throw it on for a party. Like, hey, you know, turn it on. But I haven't had cable in well over 10 years, 13, 14 years. I know this sounds terrible. I paid for cable once, one time for like six months and realized I didn't ever watch it because I just didn't have time. I was working two jobs back then or more and I just never watched it and then but I always had cable as a young person because my roommates couldn't live without it I'm like I don't want it they're like well I want it I'm like well if you want it you pay for it because I'm not going to watch it and so I always had cable at the house due to my roommates and I don't think it's because I was cheap I just was unwilling to pay for something I'm never going to watch and my grandmother has cable and I say, what do you watch? And she's like, I watch PBS. I'm like, you don't need cable for PBS. She goes, I thought you couldn't get broadcasting. I, I don't know where people get the idea that the airwaves just magically disappeared one day. Well, they did change. I think that's when they went from analog to digital. Yeah. Everybody's analog is dead. Let's go digital. And But I don't think people realize this. It's like a river where there's a lot of rocks. The water's rough. Where there's no rocks, the water's smooth. That's like a cable. A cable's got all kinds of imperfections in the metal, and your clearest digital comes through the airwaves. No, that's not true. Yes. No, digital, it does not get interrupted. There there are correction technologies for that. First of all, the digital signal is generally not interrupted, regardless of the quality of the line. And even so, there's technology to uh, to, to deal with that. Um, but the interesting- way better when it comes oh, over no, the airwaves. I, I know. There's a reason for that. I have a story. Do tell. My brother-in-law who lives here in Phoenix is a huge sports, I'm going to say fan instead of freak. We'll say fan. Uh, (laughs) They always have the, the, I think the TV is literally always on in his house with sports, regardless of whether someone's watching or not. And that's why he has cable because I guess it's changing the past couple of years, but still cable was the number one way to get your sports. You can't get it over them. There are a couple of apps now that you can get it like the Baseball, the, the baseball and the football have their own apps now. I think I don't need. I don't know. I just know that in in the his in in the past, if you want to get ESPN, if you want to get uh, you know your local sports or, or international sports, the only way to really get a full spectrum was with cable. So he's a big. I'm, I'm going on more than I knew about this, but <laughs> so so we don't have cable, but we do have a digital antenna hooked up to our nice. At the time, was a 42 inch plasma TV, which was a fantastic TV. And it was clear. It was phenomenal. I know. That's usually, my point usually, is the usually, antenna no, works I, way I, better. Than I have to finish the story. All right. So anyway, so one time he comes over to our house and he's like, "Is the game on?" It's like, "What game?" Well, there's a game on. I was like. Well, I don't know. I, I see if it's on one of the local over-the-air stations. And sure enough, it was. So I plugged it on, and he goes up and looks at the TV. He's like, wow, this is really clear. Why is this? This looks better than mine. And I have cable. Why is your over-the-air free version better than my paid version over cable? It's like, oh, Tim, you don't know that they pack so many signals into your cable that they actually degrade the, 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 the quality of the video before they send it out so they can send out a lower bandwidth version than when I get over-the-air? You didn't know that, Tim? 
Well, welcome to the world of the reality. <laughs> they they compress the signal on through the for for video that's streamed through the cable so much they can pack more channels in. That's how you get 500 channels. You're not getting 500 good channels. You're getting 500 very compressed signals. It's like when I listen to all the radio stations that come off like on Siri or whatever, some digital, whatever's coming through on the radio these days. And I always think, wow, that really sounds like crap. Does it? I don't. Oh, I can't stand it. I'm like, I, I, I feel bad for this generation. Like, oh, this song's so great. I'm like, it could be so much better. <laughs> I don't feel bad because they, they have digital quality everywhere else in their lives. And, you know, radio in the old days wasn't that great. I mean, there was a long time where we didn't even have stereo. Yeah. Do you ever listen to AM radio? No. I do. I, I listen to AM radio almost Why every day. Why do you listen day. to AM radio, Christopher? Even on Saturday Christopher, and what are you listening to on AM radio? <laughs> I feel like radio is one of those mediums where you get to hear people speak and they they are professional. They have experience. They know what they're talking about. And there's nobody <laughs> there's nobody on their back saying, I'm sorry, we don't broadcast that here. They they make up their own mind what they want to do or not do. So there's one AM station here, which is so crazy because in the morning, it's like conservative radio, right? And then they have the crazy commercial that someone paid for an hour's worth of time. And then after that, it goes liberal, which is kind of interesting. And then... Later in the evening, it flips back over I think, to conservative radio. I'm like, okay, so this radio station, I, I, you get to hear all sides of it. But just listen, if you were to listen, some people just flip on the radio and just listen to it all day. That's not me, but I, once upon a time it was. Yeah, I, I, I coughed because I was a little bit surprised little to suspicious what you were saying. Station. You don't, you I, don't, I, don't, I haven't listened to the station. Unprofessional, to. as you claim it to be. Uh, where, where is no, Rush Limbaugh? Is he? professional. No, well, uh, as far as their opinions and... Uh, um, more lenient in the in their opinions. Oh right. So with now I won't say that FM. I mean, I guess the only thing I listen to now on FM is PBS and I'm not PBS. NPR. NPR. Thank you. Yeah. And, and the they BBC. Are, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's on that's on, on NPR. Right. Uh, and if I could turn off the rest of NPR, I'd probably just listen to the BBC. But yeah, because the NPR is you know getting a little bit wonky. Um, I, I can't believe some of I stopped listening. Okay, so I was a crazy NPR guy. I would listen to that. It was like the thing that I was like, you can rely on this information. And then it, it was basically when the Trump thing started. Uh, he was running and they got these radicals on there. And I couldn't believe the not necessarily bashing Trump, but just crazy, abusive language toward certain groups that just didn't deserve it. And I was listening. I'm all, this is so bizarre. The show I'm talking about is the Diane Reem show. Mm -hmm. And she was getting guests on there. And I, I couldn't believe I was, it was blowing my mind. And I was like, you know what? I'm done with NPR. I just completely turned it off. And I, from that point on, I never recommended it to anybody again. And I see, you know, I work with kids. And so I would say, Hey, if you want to learn some things about I'd recommend, I used to recommend NPR, but I would never now. Well, I would, that's just one, one example. I wouldn't lambast the entire network for one bad experience. They do still have Science Friday. I love Science Friday. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do, but I don't, I don't hear very much anymore since, you know, I don't go anywhere anymore. I, I only listen to NPR in the car 
and I don't drive very much anymore. If it's a Friday and I have a second where I can listen and do something else, mm-hmm. I I hope that I make the little spot where Science Friday is on. Um, yeah, that, that, that's laudable, but my my listening time otherwise is all taken up by podcasts. That's interesting. So I've listened to podcasts on YouTube. The very first podcast I ever heard on a podcast app was ours. Really? Which which episode? <laughs> Seven. Okay. So that, was that before our good sound? Right. So we had all those terrible beginnings. And all of a sudden I'm like, okay, this ha- sounds semi-professional now. And so I wanted to hear it actually on a app. Mm-hmm. Downloaded the Apple app and I listened to it. And then I listened to it all over again on the Gmail app to see if it sounded different. Or You mean Google app? The Google app. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, so I listened again on the Google app and I was really surprised how clear it was. I thought for sure it was going to be like the Siri, all digital and watered down and it was going to sound terrible, but it pretty much sounded like our recording that we turned in, I thought. You didn't yeah, think? no, it should because uh, at least with Apple, I can't speak for the other networks, but they just ping the file that's on our server. So whatever I put up is what you're listening to. Which is probably they why the first one sounds so terrible. They don't <laughs> I think Spotify might but we haven't gotten to Spotify. Spotify is so funny. Actually, I mean, this is, we could get off on a whole tangent on this, but the, I spent a lot of my time on one of the dumbest parts of the show, which is the RSS feed, which is really kind of, it's not dumb because it's, it's the heart. It's like the heart of how we, um, distribute the podcast. It's, it's where Google podcasts, it's where Apple podcasts, any podcast player is going to go to the RSS feed to read it. It's, It's funny because RSS stands for really simple syndication. And in my, ex- in my experience, this has been the most complicated, annoying part to debug on the entire process of podcasting. <laughs> I sp- have spent weeks probably now, like literally weeks of my work time trying to figure out the differences between the... the okay, so I, the reason I didn't want to talk too much about it is because I honestly was going to tell you at the end of this episode, next week, I would like to talk about how to start a podcast because oh. this has been a huge learning curve for you and I. Mm-hmm. Uh We've done a lot of stuff, techie, and never really ever got into this. Obviously, people that watch podcasts are techie people, I think, generally oh, speaking. I think that was, it's probably true to some degree, but I think that has fallen off a lot. I think a lot of normal, quote, normal, uh-oh. <laughs> I think a lot of, quote, normal people now uh, listen to podcasts pretty regularly. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, it wouldn't be continued to grow the way it has. I agree. I agree. All right. The thing is, is I was talking about movies in the beginning, and- you keep bringing up every so many weeks when we have coffee, you bring up TikTok and all those videos. And I was telling you, I, I can't stand TikTok. I mean, I got into it for a while. I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. There's people dancing, they're <laughs> singing. It's kind of fun. And, and you know, <laughs> the funny stuff is whenever they find an an extra large gal and they do the dance, for some reason, I know this is going to sound so mean or maybe it's not me. For some reason, they're funny to me. I like to watch them. I thought, oh my God. And then, of course, there's the the overweight gentleman and he's doing his dance. I, I have no idea why that makes, tickles my funny bone. I just can't stop laughing. As we've established in an earlier episode, <laughs> you like big women. <laughs> that was established. It's in the show notes. <laughs> so, uh, but now you were exp- expressing how TikTok's really changed and so I was... It's not to, changed. It's not changed. Well, the type of things that 
our broadcast have definitely changed. No. Well, the okay, the quant. <laughs> I'm sorry to keep it. <laughs> listen, this TikTok started off as a a modification of a dance lip sync app. It was called Dance. What was it called? It was called Dance. I don't remember, but yeah, it was it was it was designed for this is your opportunity in 15 seconds to have the 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 dance that you want to show everyone else. Yeah, and so they got they got bought out, and they and the I don't company know they got bought out. They just you know, no no there were two. I remember reading oh, this they? year okay. in the Wall Street Journal actually. <laughs> I remember reading this uh, years maybe a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. Uh, the Wall Street Journal was talking about how TikTok started off as this dance app, and how they had got bought up. The, originally, it wasn't even called TikTok. They had changed the name to yet another name, but it wasn't cool enough for the crowd. So someone came up with a TikTok name and they go, OK, now we can go international because it was really just around India and China. That app became popular when it was the dance app mm-hmm. and a dance lip sync app. And then all of a sudden uh, they changed the name, went international. And I think it's something like a billion people have the app. Uh, as of like a month ago, it's it's crazy. Great, <laughs> yeah. I think uh, well, the main thing that TikTok TikTok has is its algorithm. We can talk a little bit about about that, but well, the reason I kept saying it hasn't changed why is because the algorithm hasn't changed, and what's there hasn't changed. All that nasty, horrible stuff of humans dancing <laughs> to music. That's right. I forgot Ugh. you don't like dancing. Yeah, how much you couldn't design a worse app for James. See, and I humans like, I've always loved dancing. Dancing <laughs> to popular music. Okay. <laughs> so, that's still there. And it took me about an hour to train TikTok not to show me that anymore. But once it learned that I didn't want to show to see that, it Could stopped showing Could you just give a couple me. clues cuz I I would I like to watch the dance things once in a while, but for the most part, I turn the app off because there's only so much of that you can handle. How did you tweak it so that you can watch the things that you like to watch, which is like doctors and... It's it's really simple. You say, you, you tap on it, the screen, and you say, not interested, or you give it a heart if you are interested. And it learns. See, this is the thing. It, this is the magical algorithm. So are you trying to say you hearted your way into... I hearted my way into science. <laughs> I, well, I thought we were going to start with the idea of Twitter and Parler and then wind up on TikTok. But I have lots to say about TikTok because I can, you know, I, my feeling now about TikTok, even though it is a Chinese company, so I'm, but, but, you know, there's, there's security concern. I'm not too concerned about TikTok being a Chinese company because I don't really see the security implications or I'm aware that, you know, if they wanted to start mo- uh, modifying what they were showing me, I would be aware of that, but it's but not in a way. They came up with that whole face app, right? Where they, you could, there was an app that was part of TikTok where you could go on and they would show you age. Mm-hmm. And that was their way of documenting everybody's face right. in yeah. every kid in the United States that right. was on TikTok. Well, in the world, and especially in China. They're more, they're, right now they're focused on their own population. Well, I think they're like everybody. They're worked, they're all, I think everybody in social media is focused on bulk data. I mean, that's absolutely. I think that's and some way. are using it more nefariously than others. And Facebook and TikTok, in my mind, really are no different than each other one and, another. Well, the only difference is one is an American company and one is a Chinese company. Well, no, I and think there's a big difference which, because which a Chinese company harm to our democracy. Yes. Well, the thing with the Chinese company, as I'm sure you know, if you're a Chinese company, you always are 
slightly, if not completely owned by oh, the yeah. Chinese oh, government. You, you, it's there's intertwined. No, there's no distinction. The whole purpose of a starting a business is to ultimately benefit the Chinese government in China. Yeah, I mean, this is the difference between... So social... This may not be a... I'm going to be very unpopular by the end of this episode. Social, <laughs> socialism and fascism have the thing... In, the, what they have in common is they are both very interested in the state controlling industry, uh, that, that they have different aims, right? In socialism, the idea is to benefit the society from an idealistic standpoint. I'm not saying this is how it actually is in the real world with socialism. Uh, fascism says, no, we're going to control industry mostly for the benefit of the state and the people in power. Um, so that's what you have to look at when you talk about China as being so invested in its society or, or in its business. It wants control over the, over its businesses. So it can, so the, so the, I'm not saying that China is fascist, but they are clearly more connected to their businesses than most other countries are. And their aim is not to promote social welfare, but to control their society through the media well, or through the business. Well, and that's a big, that's what well, you brought up the other social networks. So the, the whole thing with social networks like Twitter, they have very little to do with the government unless you're counting how they're selling information. So here's something interesting. You probably already know this, but everything that goes on Twitter now is being registered with the uh, Library of Congress. And so when you write on a Twitter, if, I think if it stays there for more than a couple days, it's documented and stored in their data machines. It's like foreverness. It doesn't surprise me. I'm the, the, the um, what is that? The Internet Archive is probably maybe doing it. I don't know if they, they extend into the into the into the Twitter. But Twitter's pretty open. You know, you can still go onto Twitter without being logged in and just read all the way through it like a website. Well, I, I, I will like tell Facebook. you, sometimes I purposely do not log in because I might be looking up something that might affect, like you're talking about with the TikTok, might the affect the algorithm, and I don't want to do that. So I want to make sure when I'm reading different opinions that it's not going to affect what I actually want to read. But the big thing for me now is... Twitter has had a few problems with screening out some of the people that I listen to or read. And so I switched over a huge part of my morning, which used to be almost all Twitter and, you know, whatever newspaper I'm looking at to Parler. Mm. And you haven't even looked at Parler. Oh no, I'm on. I've I've been on for over a week. (laughs) Over a week. Yeah. Maybe about a week. I shouldn't, I shouldn't say anything. I've only been on for a few months and I couldn't find Christopher. So we have to figure out what your name is. I didn't use Christopher. Of course not. <laughs> so I used my name. Did you? What are you afraid of? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, it's the whole bulk thing. So tell me what do you think about Parler? Parler, right. for those uninitiated, is a new social network that is proclaiming itself to be for free speech. Yeah. And is, well. So when I first logged on for the very first time, I, I wasn't impressed because I'm not kidding you. All I saw was women without clothes on really? from the waist up. So they weren't completely nude, but a lot of, I don't know how to say it appropriately, <laughs> but a lot of gratuitous photographs. Do you want me to say boob shots? Yeah, you can say it. Christopher saw, <laughs> Christopher saw a lot of boob shots on Parlor. <laughs> and and I, the thing is, 
this bugs me because when I am in the morning doing my routine and I'm reading through the newspapers and the social media stuff, my kids are walking around. <laughs> and I, so I'm like, so I, I see this and I'm like, thank God I have a little corner where there's nothing but two walls behind me. Oh, and yeah. so I was like, thank God I was there that morning. I decided <laughs> to go on parlor. So then what I did was I did a couple, they don't call them tweets, obviously. They call them. Yeah, you're right. A, a parla- parlays. Yeah, um, that's right. So I did a couple parlays. Which is dumb. And of course, what, am I, a pirate? I think it's funny how everybody calls a parlor because I, it's got am, the R at the end. Am I a pirate? Well, the name Arr. of the site is, a par- par- is Parlor. But it's Parlay. It's supposed to be French, no, no, right? No, no, but I'm saying the name of the site is Parlor. That's why they call Oh, what do you... It's what? not Parlor. Yes, it is. No, it's Parlay. No, it's not. How do you spell Parlay? With a Y. With an R. No, uh, <laughs> I, I don't have this on my phone. I just have it on my desktop, so I can't run and look at it. But the name of the site is Parlor, but they are called, what, when you tweet, to be a jerk about it, uh, they're called Parlays. Okay, fair enough. I, Whatever. I, I you know what? Say. We're probably both wrong. <laughs> I guess this will have to come and follow up <laughs> next week. So I go on there and I, I do a couple Parlays which I thought was interesting because you don't give a kind of a thumbs up. You either vote for it or not vote for it. I did like that. And so I'm like, okay, so it's a little bit like uh, Reddit. And so I go, bit. okay, that's kind of cool. And then I started looking up some people that I might be interested in. They, you know, they make all the the suggestions like every social network that, so they can sway their crowd a certain direction. Oh, yeah, yes. And it was all conservative. Oh, so I'm boy. like, okay, this is the total opposite no, of Twitter. I wouldn't even call them conservatives. They're just... Um, They're far rights. Far, well... Oh. Not super far right, but they're the entertainment right. Okay, for that's that I would say that, but one of the guys that I listen to, which my the people in my family call it the screamer, is a guy by the a guy by the name of uh, Mark Levin. Do you know this guy? I've seen him on Parlor because it's Parlor, but I don't. That's one of the few I don't know. So he's a very unpopular, popular guy. So he does all this very radical right broadcasting both on Fox uh, there's a couple radio stations that play him and he's got his own uh, podcast and he is very active on Parler it's like his thing the big thing is about him is he he falls directly into that entertainment area like you're saying The the thing is with him is the reason I listen to him even though a lot of his ideas are like what? he's very educated and he is filled with facts. I mean, you can't give him, he's one of these guys, he's kind of a little bit like me. I read a bunch of stuff. I read the facts and I go, you know, it probably could be this. And I come with my own conclusion. He's kind of the same way. He'll read a bunch of facts and he'll say, and he'll go way back in history. He goes, well, this was put together because the founding fathers did this and this. And then it goes all the way through. He, he walks it through the history. That's kind of an easy way to do it though. It's so easy to, to sna- slip in a fact that may not actually be a fact or to create your own narrative because there are so many facts in history. That's, But that's the style. You know, and that's, that's a basic, that's an, what we call an argument from authority. <laughs> that's also the trend right now in all media. But anyways, my point is, is that I followed him and of course everything started popping up conservative. So then when I started parlaying my own stuff I noticed it started to diversify after a couple weeks but it's still very far on the right Mm -hmm. and it is just packed packed 
with people that really love our president Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, Which is why so many are making the jump. They're tired of being squashed. Every time somebody on Twitter comes up with a different opinion than the mainstream, it gets squashed not just by Twitter, but by all the Twitter followers. I don't. All I don't the really, Twitter followers. I mean, you 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 probably you're in a different sphere of Twitter than I am because I I don't see that, and I follow people who are. On Twitter, the conservatives, well, you know, conservative doesn't really have the same meaning as it. We as talked I about this last week. I know. I'm just saying it's it's hard to know what to call these people. Um, well, they call themselves the Never Trumpers. These, so these are Republicans. So these are rights. These are the, on the Republicans right. who not have conservatives deep, necessarily. Right. These have a deep seat in the Republican Party. I mean, da, uh, David Frum, uh, who was was speechwriter for Bush Jr. Excuse me, and has been in and out of politics on on the Republican side pretty deeply is an ever-Trumper. And so, you know, he's not exactly the most popular person uh, on either side because he's a Republican, but he's also uh, anti-Trump. So, you know, I follow him and there are, I wouldn't say equal amounts, but you get both people loathing him and loving him on there. So it seems pretty, pretty balanced, but it really comes down to who you follow, I think. Well, here's the crazy thing. When you do these other social networks like Twitter, Facebook... Instagram, uh, I could go through a couple others, but those are the kind of the big ones. You can only follow or be interested in so many people per day. I have seen on Parlor people following like three, four thousand people, and they've only been a member for like three weeks. What's the purpose of that? Though? I, I don't get it either. I don't get the purpose of following that many people. I follow a lot of people on one of my accounts that I use. But it's it's that particular account that I read through. It's not uh, an account for me to broadcast my opinion. It's just I'm trying to reach as many people on a marketing plane. But when it comes to my own personal email, I, I don't know. I follow a couple hundred people, you know, random people that are either make me laugh or might have some opinion that I'm interested from time to time or or not. Do you, do you switch people off and on? Oh, no, I don't. I mean, once you follow them, they're there forever. Either that or I do unfollow some people once in a while. And there was this one politician. Well, she's not actually a politician because she lost her election. But there's a a tech person that I used to follow up. I think she was in Massachusetts. And, you know, I didn't unfollow her because of her tweets. It was her likes. At the time. It's, really? It's just the likes? Yeah, because she was her tweets were usually really good and interesting. But her likes were kind of vicious. What made you even look at the likes? Oh, well, because back in the day, uh, a few years ago, you really couldn't turn that off. Uh, it's easier now. You can you can say, I don't want to see this kind of stuff anymore. And right. it eventually, eventually filters down. But even now, you can't... I, I, have to, I have to constantly train Twitter. And this is one of the big things about TikTok. You don't have to keep constantly training it for the same thing over and over again. Instagram is the worst Well, of they this. keep changing the setup on Instagram, the algorithm wants to show me all kinds of nonsense I don't want to see. Instagram used to be my favorite platform because I could get on there and I could just, there were two ways I used Instagram. I would use it as a personal way to share photos with my friends and to see what they're doing as well. So it was a very personal account for sharing between that, between friends basically and family. Uh, And then I had another account for my art when I would, my art, my paintings. So I would post my paintings and I would look at the paintings of others and was beautiful about Instagram is that you hit that explore button and it just populates 
images. No, and no, you I can do. Just scroll, I have to say, I love that. Scroll through those images. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's the it, reason why Instagram became so big. It, it was fantastic, but it has been slowly but surely Facebookatizing. It is becoming, you know, the algorithms are changing. What you see on your homepage changes. The ads are Well, you can't dominated. even do decent searches on Instagram right now. So all I do is search. So I'm like, what is this? This has nothing to do with my search. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> I haven't seen that so much, but, but, but they just keep trying to force down stuff that celebrity stuff, people dancing in crazy way. I just keep trying to take that off my feet and it just keeps shoving it down my throat. It just doesn't either care what I want to see or isn't smart enough to figure out what I don't want to see. Whereas, whereas Instagram, this is where TikTok is taking off. You know, once in a while I see a really cute girl doing something that's a little bit salacious, but not very often. Instagram just shows me the same nonsense over and over and over again. And so, and so plus Instagram is great because you can really quickly go through the universe through like a a visual filter. There's no better platform for still just like browsing the, the visual universe that we have. Whereas TikTok takes that experience and translates it into video. There's no one who does video quickly getting through, looking through videos as well as TikTok, which makes YouTube seem really old. Literally, when I go to YouTube, not only is the algorithm for TikTok better than YouTube, which is an embarrassment for Google, but also just the whole interface feels old to me. And you're right about that. But the thing is with YouTube is sometimes I like to sit down and just watch something. It's going to look good most of the time. Most Most people don't post crap on YouTube that rises to the top. On Twitter, I'm sorry, on TikTok, somebody can film some real crap and it'll still rise to the top and you're like, oh my God, it's terribly filmed, you know, it's blurry or whatever. But on YouTube, generally speaking, if it rises to the top where it catches your attention on the side menu, we're like, you would like to also see this. It's usually higher resolution. There's a lot of production. But that's only, that's only in the past, literally the past two years, I would say that that's true for at least from my experience. Um, What's annoying but, is that constant advertisement. Would you like to help? Oh, yeah. Uh, would you like to pay for I'm just like, no, YouTube, I already see your ads. Why? It's, it's killing me. I'm not going to pay for it. That's, that's the other thing that's killing me about YouTube. I, I, my YouTube minutes per day is also going down because I, I, there was a couple of days ago, I watched a couple of like 11 or 12 minute videos. On the fourth ad, I was in it like eight minutes and I could see on the scrubber that there was another ad coming up and I said, no, I'm out. Forget about yeah, it. Yeah, I do that all the time. I, I'm not going to watch, especially since it's the same ad. It's, I mean, that drives me insane. That's four the reason I don't watch TV. It's, well, it's worse stop. than TV now. What's that? It's worse than TV. Four ads in 12 minutes. No, I'm sorry. Five ads or more. Who knows how many but more there were. it's the same commercial. It's not like, that's the greatest thing about the NFL football games is that they have all these great commercials and then they do a couple repeats toward the end of the game. It's like, ah, we got some extra time. You want to watch your commercial? With, and here's, have you ever, why, I'm, so, I'm sorry, we're all over. Have you ever watched that streaming station, or I don't know if you call it a station, uh, IMDB, because they're now doing yeah. broadcasting. Oh, you mean the, the reviewer? The, IMDB? Oh, no, no, I'm no, sorry. They're, no, no. they're actually doing the, shows now. The movie review site or the movie database site? Right. Okay. So, you can watch like old television and I love old television. I love old anything with the new stuff. And so a couple times on the show, I brought up some old show. It's from that. Oh. So I wanted to watch some old reruns of Boston legal. Um, and 
I was like, okay, so it's old school. I got to watch commercials. That's fine. I'll sit through the commercials. So I watched the first episode and I'm like, okay, that was pretty cool. I'll watch, I'm going to watch a second one because I tend to binge while I'm working. If, if it's one of those things, I can do two things at once. Oh. So then I watched the second episode and it's the same commercials exactly again. I'm like, all right. And so I was thinking, well, I, I'm still working. I like, I can listen to this in the background now. And <laughs> it's the same commercials on the third. I'm like, forget it. There's no binge. I can't binge. What do they call it? I binge can't watching. binge watch. You can't binge watch the same commercials. No, I can't do that. There's just no way. And so I'm like, flick, you're off. I'm not going to watch you anymore. You know what would be awesome? <laughs> Is if the shows, the old shows that you wanted to watch would have the original commercials. Uh, <laughs> don't you love it when they do do that? Sometimes they do. Uh, what was it? Uh, that one cable station something TV. I don't know what, I don't know what you're talking about, but no, I'm, no, there's I'm, a uh, retro, they had a retro TV uh, channel. Yeah. What is know. it called? TV. I time. don't know what that, I is. love Lucy. Okay. Uh, Gilligan's Island. Sh- sh- and they would show the old commercials once in a while. Well, this is going to sound really dumb. YouTube has collections of old seventies, eighties, nineties commercials. Oh, that's pretty cool. I watch them. What's once your favorite in a while. one? I don't know. Was, they have compilations. They'll like have 40 minutes but worth out of Out of all the commercials you watch and you think like, okay, the seventies, what was the best one? I don't know. It's just, they're so diverse and crazy. My favorite one, and they show it once in a while, still like on regular TV with the kids, the owl one, oh, yeah. two, crunch. Yeah, that was classic. Lollipop. That was classic. Oh my gosh, what a great commercial. Simple to the point and hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I, 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 do, I do love old commercials. I guess there's a big thing with old commercials with a lot of people because obviously people collect like old Coca-Cola. People hang like old oil cans on their garages, advertise, you know, the old tin ads. It's just, it's just nostalgia for me. That's all it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's purely that. Uh, and it, it, there is an interest in the, um, you know, the mentality of the time and the aesthetic of the time as well comes through the commercial. It's just so, so funny to see how America, especially in the eighties was so focused on California culture. It's like nothing. There is no America outside of California. Well, that's probably, yeah, that's probably most, well, I'm saying that's probably TV, which once in a while went to Florida. I think that spans most of the decades in America, but because you know, Hollywood, the sixties had so many shows coming out of the, uh, New York. At least I said most, I didn't say all. Uh, I'm just all saying right. that I wasn't it, suggesting you were. So when I travel abroad, I have to tell you, you're dead on with that because the TV is piped across the big Atlantic Ocean and people consume it and they think the rest of the United States is all like California. And I, I look at them and I go, you know, this it's a big continent. There's like thousands of miles between people and they don't all act the same and eat the same food. We, we're all different. You realize that, right? <laughs> we're not just different colors. And different shapes. We have different mentalities. Different I mean, that's foods. the beauty yeah, of our that's, country. That's true. Of, you know, it's really kind of hard to pin that on foreigners because Americans generally know a lot less about foreigners than foreigners know about Americans. I would disagree. Well, I, I've traveled all over Europe and they would talk about how stupid Americans are, which would piss me off to <laughs> no end. And, and we're so ignorant and we're like small, spoiled children. And I'm like, so tell me what you know about the United States. They don't know crap. They know a couple of states. They can name a bunch of shows and they can talk about culture. They have no idea the difference between somebody from North Dakota well, how and many somebody from Aust- Texas. How many Australian states can you can you name? Well, my, I agree with you. Or I, Canadian provinces. I don't oh, know I can they, do those. Okay, I learned well, all those. That's good. Quebec. You know, I go all those. Anything on 
I can even name most of the Mexican states. And we should do a challenge. I won't study. I won't I'll, study. Yet. I'll fail. Oh, okay. I, I because of that argument, I even my kids. I'm like, you have to learn the Canadian provinces, and you need to learn the Mexican states because that would be good. That's a good place to start. Well, the thing is, is that's I don't want my kids ignorant, and so and being around Europeans that think they were a bunch of idiots. I don't. <laughs> I'm like. And that's another thing. You Ask just, a European which states are in. They can name every state in the United States. Which they know everything. Oh yeah, name a state in Mexico. You, uh, they don't know crap. They know nothing about North America. All they know is what the culture in California. You just want to one up the Europeans. That's all. Is that the only reason you're educating your kids? <laughs> yes. Okay. Fair. Well, that's at least you know that's a motive. <laughs> but they think. They have no idea how we are. They have no clue and they think they do just like we know nothing about them. And we think, well, we don't think anything, but I would, I would give Canada. Oh, here's, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Hang on a second. I I think what you're overlooking though, is that American news is all about America. International news is all about the international. I mean, if you go to uh, Germany or, or um, England, France, Israel, some other place in, in the world, in the United States, the world, same thing, right? Um, their news, a lot of their news is about the United States. But let's compare about that mile to mile, inch to inch, right? So are they hearing about what's going on in Africa? Let's look at the mile difference. Now let's look at a New Yorker reading or listening about the, the fires in Washington. Let's look at those miles. It's the same I, distance. Oh, oh no! That's, <laughs> if, you're that's looking, if you're looking for miles, that's not fair. Why? Why isn't Beca- that fair? Because countries aren't aren't aren't. And we're fifty rated, states, which is like fifty the, countries. Yes, that's a good point. But it's not rated by square mile. Countries are not made up of their square miles. Because if you do that, America doesn't look so good. Because we are a huge country, and yeah, we have some big industries, but there are a lot of much much smaller countries. Like I don't know, maybe Germany who compete uh, with, with far, it's like, it's like minuscule compared to the United States, but they have some pretty big brands as well. So they punch over their weight and we punch under our weight in some cases. Of course, not, not militarily, not like actually speaking. <laughs> Here's something interesting. This might sound anti-American. Is talking about distance in, in Europe, especially in Northern Europe, like Norway and all the Scandinavian countries and even up near Amsterdam, uh, trespassing is pretty loose. There's well, they don't, they don't, they have a completely different opinion. I know, view of the world. It's not the same at all. Cause we had all the, I, I, we could talk about this sometime about all the cattle and sheep wars here. that kind of made big, like big fences and stuff and big walls. So for me personally, when I see a fence or a sign that says no trespassing, <laughs> I'm like, who gives them the right to tell me where I can and cannot go? I, I don't get that. Oh, do you know who? I can tell you who. <laughs> yeah, of the course. guy with the shotgun. <laughs> and that's fair. So I always think ownership of land, and this is—I know this is not the normal way of thinking, but in my way of thinking, ownership of land really means you are the responsible party for the management of that land. Huh. You don't have right on who can go there, what animals happen to pass through. That's this earth was made for. The people that live on here and the animals that live, it's not made for one guy who threw a bunch of money, gets a little piece of paper and says, this is my land. You communist. I know. I can't. St- and it's the only, now I, I'm totally for property rights. Like, yes, you can own a property and no one should be able to ever take that away, which is another crazy thing is you can buy a piece of property, 
build a house on it or move into a house that's already there. And in the United States, if you don't pay your taxes, they take it away. Oh, that's crazy, yeah. In a lot of countries, when you buy a house, it's yours. And if you want to pay taxes, you have to sell it. No one can oh. kick you out of your house and make you homeless. <laughs> well, insane. we do have, we do, we have, what's that called? The Homestead Act in a lot of states where you can't lose your house. Which states? I'd like to hear about uh, that. I sometime. think Arizona is a homestead and I think Florida might be as well. What ha- What are you talking about? All the foreclosure stuff that happened? Well, that's the bank. Yeah, that's true. That's I don't true. know. I, there, right. there are a lot of variations here, but I just want to take a minute to see if we could reposition that. This, this podcast is phenomenal at getting off track because we started <laughs> talking about Twitter and barely mentioned Facebook a little bit of Instagram, a little bit about TikTok, and just a tiny bit about Parler. And I, there was at least one thing I wanted to share about Parler. All right, do uh, share about Parler, because I'm starting to like Parler more every day. Uh, well, I don't like that about you. You're going to have to leave now. Give me back the coffee. <laughs> it, it, is, it is very, very skewed, but I got on there, and I tried to find a few people to follow, so I followed Tulsi Gabbard. And I found out immediately that I had to correct Congresswoman Gabbard. She she literally just posted false information about the vaccine and who was going to be getting it oh, and right. never backed down. And she's got thousands of likes and all her comments are about, yeah, you go, Gabbard. You know, the bad government is like, guys, guys, stop for a second. She's factually wrong on this. <laughs> Why is it up to me? Why is it up to James to correct? Gabbard? And then she just doesn't care. She just she's on goes about her business to, onto the next issue without rectifying her misleading, not misleading her, her wrong, incorrect statements about the, what the CDC guidelines were. She, you know, and she wasn't being uh, coy about it or, or, or trying to be reasonable about it. She, she attacked it. She was just wrong. She attacked it. It wasn't (laughs) just that. She was vicious in her attack of the CDC, like calling them, you know, saying they want to kill our seniors because they're not going to give it to our seniors. Well, that's just factually incorrect. And then saying, you know, bartenders are going to get it. No, bartenders are not going to get it. The firefighters and people over 75 are going to get it. You just got her, you got your stuff actually wrong and you just left it out there. You had said something to me a few months ago. I thought very interesting. And I really think it is the root of all of this. You had said our brains are really not built for the technology that's coming out right now. Is, is that, you said something. Uh, yeah, that, that's, I mean, that's the, the, and I was our thinking, modern society. And I was thinking about that for quite a while. And I thought about all this crazy new AI stuff that's coming out where they want to like put chips in your brain basically so that you can be built to process all this crap. It makes me think I'm so glad I was born when I was born. So I don't have to deal. Here's the thing is I don't want somebody saying to me, you know, you're in your eighties now. Um, we would like to keep you alive until you're 130. I'm like, I don't want to live to be 130 and see the world. I like the world I came from. I know it's going to change and it's going to change in a way that I would probably would like to know what happens, but I don't necessarily want to live in this. Like I can foresee a future where it's a little bit like, Logan's run. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or well, they wouldn't want you to be 130 then, and they want you just to be 30. <laughs> right. I, I There's something know. to be said for that. <laughs> but, so that, that's... Well, I'm living on I, the outskirts in a cave while they're, they're terminating people at the age 30. My point on Parlor, and again, it all comes down, whatever social site you're on, it comes down to the circles you're in. But what I've seen of Parlor so far is that it's heavily skewed 
to the conservative or the wacky end of the conservative and and there's no fact checking which is you know happens all everywhere else but again it depends on what circles you're on i just haven't found a good circle on parlor right. where it's not heavily skewed it, uh, i just like the fact that I can hear the wacky guys from the other side of the aisle. <laughs> and it's good. I, I kind of like part of their system, but the, you know, the other thing is their website doesn't really work very well. It's so slow. Well, oh, it's, my, you, it's even not, when you log on, once in a while, it just won't log on. Well, it's not even that. Well, yeah, okay, every time I log on, I have to go through a CAPTCHA. Like, really? What, what is this nonsense? But but also, it, it's like if you're doing a search and you scroll halfway down, you, you scroll through like a couple dozen things and you click on one and you go back, it forgets where you were. Yeah, Twitter Dude, is I mean, pretty good so with, about that, with the exception of the fact that you'll be reading something and all of a sudden it'll update and you're like, it's gone. And you're like, oh, what? I, I was just reading that. Yeah. Is Trump on Parler? Uh, I don't think he needs to be. He has like so many oh, no, people just, on just, it for him. I'm I just wondering. I uh, don't know. I've never looked at it. Uh, he is really dedicated to Twitter for some reason. Well, he understands it. It's the one thing he understands. And well, you thing, know what? I, you want me to call is, him? Is that when you get used to, what's that? Do you want me to call him and ask him? Would you? I'm kind of curious. Oh, oh hang on. Oh, I'm, I can't call him. Um, he's golfing now. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. We'll call him next week. Very. Actually, that's a good idea. Let's week. Yeah, I'll call him. Call Trump. Next week, let us call Trump. We'll have him on the air. All right. So next week, we'll see everybody here or with a Trump. President Trump. What'd you say? Or a Trump. <laughs> or someone who has used the word Trump. All right. I really got to go. My, my coffee's gone. Thanks for coming over, Christopher. Thanks, James. But leave the cameras home. But what? Nothing. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Won't you come on out? The sun is out. The sun is out. So bright. Don't Won't you come on? Don't you see me? Take a boo. Don't you feel me? It's morning dew. All I want yes. is a cup. Yes. A very large cup. Yes. In my hand. Yes. A large cup. Hot. Warm. Oh. Cup. It's not tea. And it must be dark, dark brown. Oh, it's, it's made from pink. Brown. Brown. Thank you.